We are joined uh, live from Rochester, New York here for uh, one of our very special uh, Jersey baseball show editions today, talking with Mike Adams. Mike is uh, one of the most amazing stories in all of professional baseball this year. And it, um, it's been a, a crazy 2021 that started off at a, at, at MSI and at a, Martin Luther King Day Pro Invitational Showcase, and uh, now Mike is, as we said, we're talking to him live from uh, from Rochester, as uh, he's part of the uh, the AAA Iron Pigs Lehigh Valley. And uh, Mike, maybe not what you thought 2021 would be at, at this time last year, but but congratulations on uh, this amazing journey. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm, I'm excited to, to be on here today. But thank you. Yeah. So. You know, let's let's I guess you know as, as much as you know, guys locally, guys in South Jersey, maybe you know certainly the 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 what you've done with with BPC and and you know the growing uh, role in the community there might know, but but for our, you know viewers here who don't really know the full story, um, you graduated from Wagner University, right, twenty sixteen. Yep. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Um, played a, a year of uh, indie ball, right? Um, and, and let's take it from there because one of the guys you played with there uh, at Charlton, who I guess you knew from your South Jersey uh, high school days, kind of reconnected with him. And, you know, you were a, a, a fair, right, Northeast Conference pitcher, you know, mm -hmm. probably right upper 80s. That might be putting it nicely, but yeah. Well, <laughs> 80s. Um, at, but, but probably at that point, I guess, in – you know, playing and talking with Ed, realized that that kind of your your journey was going to go in a different direction, yeah. um, and, and kind of take us from there. What you started down in South Jersey, and you know some of the the you know crazy you know the, what the plan was at that point. Yeah, so obviously um, Ed and I grew up together. We were from the same town. Um, we went to different high schools, but just played all types of sports together growing up. Um, and then we we're when we were playing indie ball together in Rockland, uh, we would always kind of throw the idea around of like, hey, you know, when we're done, um, we're going to start a facility together and, and kind of run with it. Um, and then we we finally got that opportunity, like in the off season, I was still actually playing indie ball. I was going to go back for a, a second season. Um, and Ed was actually coaching at Newman at the time. Um, so... From there, you know, we got an opportunity, got a building. It wasn't a, it, it wasn't the ideal opportunity. Like it was a lot of work. There was a lot of, you know, we had to do a lot of construction on the place. Honestly, we had to do a lot of it ourselves, um, which was something completely out of our comfort zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, we started training local high school guys. Um, we had a couple of high school coaches in the area that would send us some guys, um, and we started with them. We basically started with a a 40 foot cage and L screen, um, a plyo wall and, and a set of plyo balls. Um, and it was, you know, we're, we were in, we're in an, an old oil company. Um, so, you know, the, the part we used was baseball, but the rest of it was oil tanks, oil, um, anything in there, you can name it, lawnmowers, all, all types of stuff. Um, so we had, to, we had to clear all that out. Before yeah. We the way the warehouse was it was uh, I guess next to or part of or your your dad's uh, the the yeah, oil so, yeah so my uh, the family business is, is the Ken Adams Oil Company so they basically you know do home heating oil and, and we use their storage building but I mean there's been storage in there for years <laughs> so 
we had to clean out a lot of stuff and, and really, a lot of work to redo do some floors store. and yeah, make some stuff like put some lights in there. Um, so there was a lot of work um, for us. And, and honestly, at first, I don't think either of it, either of us really saw, you know, the potential there. We were kind of like, Hey, you know, we're just doing this because uh, this is what we want to do. And we get our feet wet and kind of go somewhere else. But, you know, eventually we, we got, you know, enough guys and, you know, my dad and my grandfather were generous enough to let us continue to, renovate more and more space each time you know i feel like every month we were like hey you know can we use this space and this space and they were like fine as long as you just get rid of the trash then you could use it <laughs> but that was that was probably the hardest part they saw it as a way to get it cleaned out a bit too right yeah exactly so so you're you know in in doing that right i mean you you, you have this vision of helping guys on on their journey um you know this is where it gets kind of like uh Jim Morrissey in a way, you know, Jim Morris, the rookie, obviously, right? Like he, he just, you know, he, he had the, the, the career and then he had his kind of in between and it was building himself up. You know, you, you and Ed obviously want to be, you know, whether it's there or somebody else, an elite training center. Yeah. And, and so, so you start studying guys who, who throw hard mechanics and, and obviously if you're going to teach it, you better know it. Yeah. Right. So you're so you're kind of you made yourself the human guinea pig here and 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 just kind of your own velo just sort of build up and build up, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, um, obviously, m my goal in life, like when I was playing baseball, always was to throw 100 miles an hour. That's kind of the thing. And and when we get guys in there that are like, you know, they're like they want to hit 90. And I'm like, listen, we're all going to try to throw 100. And hopefully we miss at 90 or 95 or whatever it is. But I'm like, it's it's a it's like once you hit 90, like it's you're not done there type of thing. And just move, moving efficiently and, and, and moving as well and having as clean of patterns as you can have. So that was kind of like the plan was, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to try and understand what these guys are doing um, and then figure out how I can use that on myself to better understand it, to explain it to them. Um, because for me, I mean, even, even after, like I saw, I, even like a couple of days before I signed, like the plan was not to make a comeback. Like it was really just to, you know, I was just trying to learn and, and I, I feel like, you know, you have a little bit more respect for someone when, you know, you go there for help pitching and they also can throw pretty hard and, and can do exactly what, you know, they're telling you to do. Um, and that's exactly what they do. Um, I just feel like that's, you know, big for, for getting guys to buy in and like understanding that it's not just someone telling them things that they've never done. Like it's stuff that I do and have done and, and still try to do all the time. Um, so that was ideally the, the plan was to, to learn so I could explain and, and verbalize it to them better. Yeah. Especially something like that. It's not like uh, trying to, to teach somebody how to sacrifice bunners. I mean, it's such yeah. a specialized thing that if you don't have the feel for it you know i know that was uh that's that's tread athletics as well you know they, they're all their guys are active throwers you know they, there's no way to it's not like i can sit and tell somebody this is how you throw 100 miles an hour you know yeah. right yeah. So, so that and and i guess you're still playing at that point in the in the you know whether it's a tri tri county or it's wherever it, you're yeah in, in the local men's league yeah so the the atlanta county baseball league yeah yeah the other acbl right yeah yeah, yeah exactly um and and all of a sudden you're you're putting up numbers you probably never have before you know 96 right mm -hmm. 90 97 98 yep um 
ever a thought in your head that that something is going to happen as a result of this other than going to get some pretty darn good kids coming into the to the yeah uh, the oil warehouse here you know yeah i mean uh, honestly i baseball wise no it was just like i was like oh it's pretty cool you know i'm you know throwing 97 in the men's league like there's not many guys that throw that hard i mean every team that we play against is probably going to want to know you know how that happened so i was like kind of excited about it that way you know we get some guys and they'd be like all right well he throws pretty hard maybe i should ask him you know for some help but I really didn't think so. I mean, I was convinced that, you know, I'm, I'm a 26 year old, you know, 5'11 right-hander who has zero, like a half year of pro ball experience. And I've been in the men's league for four years and I have no stats to back up that, you know, anything I'm doing is working. Uh, So, I mean, for me, I really kind of thought that it was a long shot. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's about as long a shot as you can, you know, uh, right? I mean, yeah, there's, there's not much more of a long shot than that. So, I mean, yeah, obviously on the comeback trail, that wasn't even – I really didn't think it was, you know, a possibility. Now, and, then you, and then you throw in the, the probably the absolute worst timing possible, right? Minor leagues get kind of gutted. You yeah. know, guys who have played two, three, four years in the minors are getting released, sadly. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's cutting – you know, 30 jobs a team, pretty much 30 jobs. A, you know, it's almost a yeah. thousand, you know, a thousand guys getting released out of the minors. It's uh, probably yeah. not if you were drawn enough, it probably wouldn't be the time to, to do it, I would think. Yeah, no, you're you're right. That's about that, that was the other the big reason was, I mean, it's probably the worst timing ever. You know, there hasn't been yeah. I mean, for, the, for them to sign me. They would have to think that I'm better than guys that they currently have. Like and I don't know how they would prove that but yeah i mean especially having no season and them cutting levels and having you know split spring trainings it's not like they're just gonna you know throw you throw anybody an invite um so that was that was another barrier for sure so so you're you know and you were a business marketing major right at wagner yep yeah so mm-hmm. so i guess you oh, so you're thinking what better marketing for for my business here that, that i can hit upper 90s myself right yes yeah. yeah um chase petty comes along and you know, you you said a little earlier we're all going to try to hit a hundred. Well, he's passed that somehow at age seventeen, and we all it's you know there's there's a I mean that's if there's a a, a you know it's that's the ultimate unicorn. You know, I mean, how does that even happen, right? It, but how did you start working with Chase? Um, you know, he obviously came along at a time where you know business is starting to grow, and 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 what has it meant to you know, A, work with him on his journey, um, see where it's taken him, see him be a first-round pick this year and, and start his own pro career. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Chase is a, a special kid for sure. Um, we got him when he was going into his freshman year, so right after his the summer of eighth grade. Uh, he was probably, you know, 84, 87, um, I'd say, somewhere in that range, you know, just a – a pretty good athlete like he had a good arm like didn't move crazy well but like just you know just a guy that you know eat sleep and breathe baseball you know constantly was playing games he played short he hit I mean he was like one of the the best at everything at at that time Um, but definitely you know it was crazy seeing the transformation for him because obviously he he was pretty good um, but I don't think anyone would have said, hey, you know, this is a 100-mile-an-hour um, first-round pick. Um, they're definitely been like, you know, this guy's a for-sure D1 guy. But, I mean, they're, they're at, like, 
making yourself a, a first round pick, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, you need to have the work ethic. You need to have, you know, the ability to command that plus velocity and a, and a breaking ball. And I mean, that's like something that you, you really don't, you rarely see as a high school kid throwing, you know, 97 to a hundred for strikes with a break, with a swing and miss breaking ball. Um, and and I, I, I won't even lie. Like I didn't, I never expected that um, when we first met him, especially, you know, being a little bit more of an undersized kid for a first rounder, but I mean, the, the, the work he put in his journey it was, was, you know, one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Now, what is it? I mean, you grew up in South Jersey, you, you got your, your, you know, your high school, ba- you know, your, your baseball training, your education playing South Jersey baseball. Um, you, know, you go through a year like this, not just, just chase, but, but Anthony being picked at the top of the, the second mm-hmm. round. South Jersey uh, baseball, uh, fond of saying it, it just runs different. But you know, how would you uh, how would you describe it to somebody not from the area? <laughs> oh man, I mean, I, I know a couple, you know, a couple people always talk about how, like, I mean, even from when I was in high school, um, you know, over the last I would say ten years or so, it's it's really you know taken off. I mean, obviously with you know, everyone calls it the trout effect. Once you get picked from somewhere, there's always like, you know, there's always people down searching for the next guy in that area. Um, but I mean, when I was in high school, I want to say there were maybe four or five guys in, in South Jersey going division one total. Um, and, you know, you're talking your small D ones, like, like your Wagner's or NJIT type right. school. Um, but I mean, now you have, you know, nine to 10 division one guys on, on certain teams um, with, you know, St. Augustine, Ocean City, all those types of schools that don't carry that many division one guys. Um, but I mean, yeah, South Jersey baseball, is, it's, it's a hotbed. Um, you know, it's an area where there's not a, there's not a division one school that really controls the area, even though, you know, Rutgers is well on their way to doing that now. Um, it's an area where, you know, there's, there's a lot of talent. I mean, you're going to see, an 88 mile an hour arm, you know, every, every high school, every every high school game that you're going to. Um, and you know, 88 is kind of a little bit frowned upon now. It's like, all right, that's cool, but it's not that fast. Um, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, absolutely taken off. And I mean, obviously with trout and then with, with chase and Salamento this year, I mean, you're talking two first rounders or two top two rounders from, you know, uh, Southern, Southern New Jersey, which is, which is pretty, pretty sweet. So this is kind of where the story gets like, uh, I said, Jim Morris kind of Rocky Balboa a little bit. Um, you know, we start 2021 and you, and you even, you just said earlier that, you know, even up to a couple of days before the, uh, the MLK invite, it wasn't even a really a big thought in your head. Yeah. How did that come about? You know, where did it come about in, in, in your side? Like from, from you, like, what the heck, I'm going to give this a shot. You go there, you throw, I guess, the 15, 20 pitches, you're hitting 98, Ed's tweeting out like, uh, you know, this is ridiculous, it's crazy, just yeah. kind of showing off at this point. Um, how did that come about and and what – how did that feel just being there doing that and then obviously the immediate aftermath? It, it probably was like out of body, I would think. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have, you know, a, a couple of my buddies that, you know, come down, the pro guys that come down and train with us, Brett Kennedy, who was in the bigs with – the Brewers from Atlantic City um, yeah. and one of my teammates from Wagner, Nolan Long. Um, those two guys, you know, we would train every, every morning and, you know, we would throw live and throw bullpens and they would always like, dude, you know, you should, you should give it a shot. Like I know there's guys in our org 
there's organizations that would, you know, like somebody that throws a ball like you. And I'm like, listen, I'm 93, 95, you know, 5'11", like reliever. I mean, I don't know who really wants that. And then uh, one, one day Brett was, uh, he was down throwing a bullpen and, and there was a team there watching him throw. And, and he kind of like gave him like a, you know, you don't guys don't need to watch me. You should watch Mike throw type of deal. Um, and they were like asking me how hard I throw. I was like, I threw like 97 in my men's league. And they're like, all right, well, next time you throw, you know, let me know and, and we'll come down and watch. And I was like, I mean, I'll just get loose right now and, and throw. Um, so I just kind of got loose. I was in like, you know, long pants and, and a sweatshirt and I threw it was throwing like 94, 96 and, and got some decent adrenaline, like for the first time in a while. So they were like, yo, if you're serious about making a comeback, like let us know. And uh, I'm going to send this into, you know, their farm director and whatnot. So then from there, it's kind of this big joke, like that I was going to get signed, whatever. Um, but then, you know, obviously all our guys go to the, uh, go to the MLK day. Yep. Um, and they were like talking about, um, they're like, Hey, you know, they, they use our, our track man for the event. And he's like, Hey, you know, um, you're letting us use a track man. Like you might as well just throw for free in the event. And I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're like, yeah, you're going to do that. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll do that. So then like, I mean, that was like two weeks down the road. So maybe for the next two weeks, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll kind of get on a throne program for a little bit and take this a little bit serious. Um, so that's basically what happened. I uh, threw a couple bullpens beforehand, you know, worked out. I mean, I really wasn't doing much of anything. Um, so, you know, lifted a couple of times, threw a couple of bullpens, went up there and then <laughs> threw the ball pretty good. And then, you know, that night, obviously I signed. So it was, it was kind of like a not planned, you know, we didn't prepare business wise at all for that. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the real story. So it, so it really, there was a lot of Jim Mars moments in there then, right? Yeah, from, was, I mean, it was like. Right from guys talking you into going. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it was a joke because, I mean, when I went there, like I was throwing seriously, but like as far as me getting signed and, and working out to prepare for that, there wasn't really much much to it other than no. showing up and throwing. That's, that's, that's crazy. It's uh, <laughs> so it, it, it kicks off an, an amazing year that, that goes, you before you get sent to Jersey Shore, you're down in, in Clearwater, I'm guessing, for a period yeah. of time, right? Yeah, so I was down in Clearwater for spring training um, for about it – was, it was about a month long probably. So, um, I mean, yeah, obviously I haven't faced a, a, a hitter in a while. So, I mean, you only – in spring training, just because of how it went this year, it's shortened. So I only got like maybe two or three innings, and two of them were against, you know, just inner squads, live A-B. So, I mean, even going into the season, I was pretty uh, – pretty rusty as far as you know facing hitters and throwing pitches with hitters in there um so that was you know they they gave me some time to get my feet wet which was which was good yeah and and the Phillies were your team growing up right I mean that was always oh, yeah, your yeah yeah that, I mean I was a diehard Phillies fan everyone you know in the entire area and my family are all diehard Phillies fans that made it a, a little bit of, a, of an easier decision you growing up in the time where they they had that resurgence back with the uh, the Utley Rollins oh, yeah. uh, Howard era, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like well, I was in eighth grade at, at that point, so that was like you know prime prime so, like middle of your lifetime. So what's the first like this isn't real moment there? <laughs> um, 
I mean, de- definitely in, in in spring training. I mean, the fir- the first game was pretty cool. Like you know, you get to run out of run out of the the bullpen and go in there. Um, and and you know, my like you you don't even have they didn't have fans weren't allowed to come into the game. So like my parents were down there, but you know they had to watch from like between a fence like in the stadium. <laughs> so I mean that that was pretty cool. And I mean the first the first you know the first time I, I threw pretty well. So they got to watch and I, you know, it was like a, a real game situation. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but I mean, just I'm at, honestly, the first time I was like, Oh man, like I'm really playing again. was like when I was in Jersey shore and I <laughs> pitched the first outing and I gave up five runs and got one out. Yeah. And I'm like, All right. I gotta, uh, I gotta stop riding the wave and start to lock in here a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was when it became real, right? That first yeah, that was, that, I was like, all right, you know, I gotta, I gotta get to work here a little bit. <laughs> so, so since then, I mean, it's been a, it's uh, again, I don't know that you could have scripted it better, right? A uh, 1.29 ERA through through 16 games at Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Um, you know. I believe you did hit that triple digits finally at some point along the way. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, that's that's what the what the trackman says. So I'll take it. We know trackman doesn't lie, so that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's official. We can't even say juiced up guns anymore, right? So no, I know, no, no, guns are, are secondary. It's crazy. So let's let's start with there. I mean, obviously that was part of your journey. Ever think that was going to actually happen? <laughs> Honestly, no. Um, I mean. Throw, throwing that hard and and you haven't gotten bigger right i mean you're not that's you know it's been pretty eye-opening for me about certain things because guys are always like you know how how did you do that like you weren't really lifting you know you weren't really taking it you know your throwing program wasn't too intense and i was like honestly it's just about the quality of movement it was kind of eye-opening to me as well because you know it, like like I said, like I, I was probably a little bit weaker. Um, you know, I was the same. I've been the same size this entire time. I, I wasn't lifting as much weight. You know, I really was super focused on how I was moving on the mound, um, what I was doing mechanically. And that's legitimately all that I was doing. Um, and it was kind of eye opening for them because, I mean, a lot of kids are like, hey, you know, I want to, you know, I want to add 50 pounds in my deadlift or 100 pounds in my squat. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you need a certain strength, like absolutely. But you need to be able to move that weight well and then you need to be able to translate that onto the mound Um, and that's been the biggest thing I mean I think now I mean guys here all the time they're always asking like you know they're they're a lot bigger than me and you know they've been four or five years in pro ball and their velo goes up and down sometimes they're like dude like you know how's it happening I'm like listen you gotta move really well and you gotta focus like a lot of guys really focus on their lifting outside of the field and and I'm more like I'll focus on the plyos that I'm doing every day and how I'm moving on the mound um, and how it translates, right? And I think that's, you know, been really eye-opening to me and everyone. It's like, you know, all that stuff matters, but throwing and how you throw is always going to be the most important thing. I got to imagine this experience is, you know, again, you, you you come in thinking a certain thing in 2016 when you start this, mm-hmm. but to change kind of the overall philosophy of, of the program at BPC, I'm sure this has got to be like uh, – mind-altering, career-altering things and, okay. and kind of change your principles of how you teach. Yeah, I mean, honestly, from when we started, I mean, there's something that changes every, you know, every month, I'd say. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of it is there's, like, just constant growing and, and changing and adjustments that are made, you know, from having guys that, you know, you get guys that come in and every one of them has a different problem. So, like, for me, I've had to address, you know, so many different problems and it just helps me learn, you know, 
what to do when you get this or what actually helps it or what didn't help it. Um, and I mean, I, I think that's like, you know, coaches always ask like, how do you, you know, where do you learn stuff at? And I'm like, listen, the, the guys you have in front of you are, are really where you're going to learn at. Like, you know, something might help a guy and might make another guy worse. Um, so for me, it's that that's been huge because that's like something that, I mean, I feel like that concept of just movement patterns is something that people don't always understand. And it's, it's a pretty like eye-opening um, example of how that worked and, and, and why it works. Yeah. And, and I can, you know, even from afar, see that, that, you know, a lot of the stuff that you guys offer down there has kind of gone in that direction of, of mm-hmm. quality of movement and yeah. you know, how that, how that will translate over. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, every, every, every time you throw, you know, it, it's an opportunity to either re-ingrain a good pattern or a bad pattern. So like when guys are doing plyos and um, you know, if you don't do them right, you know, you're, you're making 30 bad reps every day. Um, and if you do, right. and if you do them right, then, you know, that, you know, mechanical issue you're trying to fix, you know, you're going to have 30 good reps under your belt every day. So, I mean, getting your body to do what you want, you know, it's crucial every time, you know, you make a throw. So now we're a step away from the majors. And I know that that probably still doesn't sink in naturally or, or, or that often, or there's times where you're like, really, is this really? Um, but, you know, it's probably not as easy as everybody back home says, well, when are they calling up Mike and look at his ERA and they don't understand there's this thing called the 40 man roster. And, uh, you know, there's no more 40 man in September. It's, you know, you get a few extra guys and um, do things like that kind of just help keep you grounded and focused on, on what's directly ahead. Have you kind of always been that way or just kind of realize that that's, those things are so far out of your control. Your only thing you can do is just go out and shove every game. Yeah. I mean that, that I feel like that was one of the things that I told myself, like, you know, when I wasn't playing, I was like, you know, if I ever played again, I'm going to make sure I'm the guy, you know, that that's not too worried about, certain things. I mean, I feel like in college I was worried about getting drafted or, you know, how scouts thought I would look out there and my mannerisms. And now it's, you know, from being out of it, I'm more along the lines of like, you know, this is better than my men's league. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it while I'm here and, and try to, you know, focus on, on getting guys out. I mean, especially at this rate, I mean, yeah, constantly people are just asking and I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, do they say anything? And I was like, no, they don't, they don't say anything. They don't say anything at all. Right. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's just trying to continue doing what I'm doing and, and, and focus on that. I mean, obviously now um, the innings for me are a little bit more high pressured, you know, at, at first, you know, when you get up here, it's like, Hey, you know, you're just going to throw kind of whenever we need you in like the fifth or sixth innings. And now, you know, as the season goes on, like, you know, you're getting in there when you have the lead. So, I mean, everything's still changing for me. So, I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, focus on that and, and let that happen. But, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a Phillies fan too, so I'm constantly watching the games and, and and you know, just half of our – when I got here, a lot of the guys that were with us now are, are up there with them. So, I mean, it's cool to see those guys um, get the pitch as well. But, I mean, yeah, for me it's just trying to continue to, to do my job and, and you know, whatever – Whenever, hopefully, when that happens, you know, I'll, I'll be ready to go. Here with here with Mike Adams on this week's uh, Jersey Baseball Show, the 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 greatest story of, in the Philly system right now, um, for for a number of reasons we've talked about. You're you're big on, you know, everybody's got their own journey. Um, you know, 
respecting that, appreciating that, you know, kind of guiding rather, you know, kind of helping them you know, steer the boat versus kind of pushing them along the way. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no more proof of that than what, what's, what's going on this year. Right. I mean, it just kind of adds that much more to those words. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I mean, even, even how I got up here to, to Lehigh was pretty, you know, uh, rare. I mean, just, I, I was in high for a little bit and then all of a sudden they sent me up here and now I'm here. So, I mean, I, I think it's just important for people to understand that, you know, it's probably not going to go how you would picture it or imagine it. Um, and, and that's, that's okay. Like that's, you know, that's probably how it's supposed to go. If it goes, you know, super linear, you know, that's probably, you're probably waiting for something to go up and up and down because that's just, you know, that's just life and, and how things work. Yeah. Love, love saying success isn't linear and, and, and you yeah. can't ever expect that, obviously. It's not linear at all. Yeah. <laughs> this, this wasn't what your, your, your thought your path would be when you're a Wagner, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not. But, but honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And that's, that, that's the beauty in it, I guess. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's so, so now again, it's probably impossible to, to know exactly, but you know, coming into, really your first off season as a professional baseball player, especially at, at that level. Um, what's the thought? What's the plan? How are things going to be different? Obviously you're still going to be spending time at, at, at the facility, but you know, how do things change and, and how do you prep for, you know, your first spring training where you know it's coming? Yeah. I mean, obviously for me, I mean, it, it's going to be tough because I, I've basically, you know, been putting everyone else's career first. And now I have to not, not that I have to put mine first, but I have to like, I actually have to do things, you know, to prepare myself, you know, which, which will, which will be a little bit difficult because I'm when guys throw, I I have a problem like with not helping them. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously after this year, there's a, there's a ton of things, you know, that I saw, you know, that are going to, that I'm going to do this off season to work on and, and be able to implement with the guys that we have. Um, and just, you know, I felt like when spring training came, you know, I was ready. I think the toughest thing was, you know, getting your arm prepared to throw on the mound every three days. I mean, we would go live like once a week and then um, maybe throw a bullpen in between. But I mean, right now, you know, you're pitching in the game every three days. So I, I think getting your, getting the arm in shape uh, is definitely going to be something that we do a little bit differently this year. Um, so when guys get down there, they're not kind of culture shocked with, with the arm. It's they're, you know, they're going to be ready for it. Um, but overall, that and I mean, for me, I don't, I don't really haven't really taken any time off this entire time. So I mean, I'm probably just going to go back into it and nothing too crazy off the bat, but just kind of keep the arm where it is and, and then you know get ready um, a little bit earlier for sure. Any thoughts growth wise or things that you're going to take back from, from this, you know, incredible year to, uh, to the facility for over the winter, you know, for the, for the guys. You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, I mean, just being on the other side of um, baseball where performance is, is super important. I mean, right now for us, um, you know, we get to see guys in the setting where they're not facing a hitter and they're not, you know, um, competing, it's like, hey, we're throwing a bullpen. We're looking at the metrics, metrics, and I think um, for us, it's just being able to to help guys a little bit more on the performance side, and 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 um, how to how to you know attack guys and how to handle like the ins and out of, of baseball. I mean, I feel like that's the toughest thing. You know, when, when guys struggle right now, I'm up here. I feel like a lot of the time it's not you know mechanically or talent 
talent base, you know, it's like just ways they're thinking and, and, and like their, their mindset all the time. I feel like that's really what, what changes with guys up here. Obviously there's, there's definitely some mechanical problems, but just that kind of stuff. And, you know, just what you need to be thinking about, you know, when, when guys get on base or, you know, when you give up a couple hits in a row, um, I feel like that was one of the biggest things for me is like, um, I wasn't really convinced that my stuff was that good. Um, even though like, I know it's good metrically, but being convinced that, you know, this pitch, even if you throw it down the middle is going to get a guy out is just something that, you know, is tough for guys to understand unless they've, you know, seen that happen. Um, so you, I think that was one of the biggest things. You had, you literally had, you're coming into it with, with zero evidence other than what you see metrically that my stuff can get major league hitters out. Yeah. It, that, that's basically exactly it. It's, it's like, all right, I mean, obviously in men's league, no one, you know, you're going to get guys out no matter what. Um, but here it's like, you know, you get, you face some top prospect and it's, oh, well, count like you're just going to groove a fastball middle. It's like, at first I wasn't really sure that that was how it was going to go. I wasn't sure if he was going to hit a home run or. or sure. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely like a, the ability to actually trust my stuff and actually like be aggressive and like, Hey, you know, if, if, if anything's going to happen here, I'm not going to, you know, nibble around this guy. I'm going to attack him and, and, and kind of go from there. So that, that's kind of when everything flipped for me a little bit. You think, I, I know your, your walk numbers were probably higher than you would have liked it at, at Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. um, think that might've been one of the reasons why. Yeah. I mean, for me early on in the year, um, when I would get the first batter out, I was, Great, you know, would strike two guys out in an inning, throw a clean one-two inning. But you know, when I got a man on, I was I I nibbled a little bit, um, and yeah. then you know, say they got second and third with two outs, I was the guy that like, you know, if it's a two-zero pitch, I would just kind of pitch around the guy, and 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 mm -hmm. I mixed in walks that way, just like walks where there's some open bags, and walks where there's a man on second, two outs, and it's like, then when they hit a double in the gap, two guys score instead of one. So I mean, that was one of the things that I that I harped on and they were harping with me on. They're like, Hey, listen, like when there's men on base, don't give up that, don't give up that free bag. Like get that guy out. Cause you know, obviously for us as relievers, like if you get the 30 pitches in an inning, um, you're, you're done no matter what. So it's like, you know, if you, if you throw two 10 pitch ABs in there with a guy to a full count and you kind of pitch around him with a full count, I mean, that's, you know, that's half your outing right there. Um, so that was one of the big things is, and I think if you look at the numbers too, like I gave up five runs and three runs in my first like two games. So then after that, I was like, all right, you know, this is what I need to do. I need to just be aggressive. And if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down on throwing a charge yeah. and down the middle. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, everything changed a little bit for me. So a couple things to finish here. Um, biggest name that you faced at, at, at Lehigh Valley. And when I say that, I mean, again, you're not, you're not, not from a, I'm, I'm intimidated sense, but. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody that you remember when you were younger and a fan, and, yeah. and now you're facing him as a as a as a pitcher at AAA. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, some of the bigger name guys, some of the tougher guys so far have been guys that you know just kind of got to the big leagues this year, like uh, Chris Giddens. He's with the Yankees. He's a first baseman. Mm -hmm. um, Frenchie Cordero. He's with Boston, and Jaron Duran. They're both in the big leagues right now. Um, but I mean. Probably the most notable name would be Derek Dietrich. Um, he's we're playing them with Rochester sure. right now. I mean, but but also um, on our end, Ruben Tejada plays third base for us. Um, Odubel's played center, and and Didi's made a couple plays at short when I was pitching. So I mean that that's probably the the, the coolest thing so far. But I mean honestly, all the guys um, that we're playing have 
some sh- some sort of showtime. So I mean, mm-hmm. every every day you're you're going up against somebody and that you, you know who they are. Everybody on your team or the other team at this point is is good enough to yeah. to be in the majors. It's mm-hmm. you know, at, at this point I got it. Yeah, pretty, it's, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, I mean, just I would say probably seventy five percent of our team is you know have two or three years in the show at this rate. <laughs> This is obviously the the a movie script, right? It's, it's you know you kind of wonder this is real, this is right. Um, I mean, the, the rookie's already been made. I don't know if Dennis Quaid is playing you. Who's who's playing you? Who's playing Ed in the, in, the, in this movie? Uh, every everyone asks me this question, and I'm 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 really bad with movies and actors, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm trying to think of somebody somebody good. But I, I I really don't know. I mean, I, I would just I just settle for 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 a movie at all. For sure. For sure. Uh, again, Mike Adams, thank you very much for your time today. Um, best of luck this weekend beyond certainly hope for the call up, but uh, you know, again, the, the journey itself is, is amazing and, and awesome and, and worth knowing and following and best success with, uh, with BPC this uh, in the off season. Certainly I got to make a, a trip down at some Absolutely. point soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, thank you for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you having me on anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Mike.